0: Welcome to Daily Defining Moments. This is Pastor Alan, and it's great to have you with me. Our goal each day is to help you open the Bible and connect with Jesus. We're reading through the New Testament portion of the one-year Bible in the New Living Translation. Today is March 26th, and our reading comes from Luke chapter 7. So soon afterwards, Jesus went with his disciples to the village of Nain, and a large crowd followed him. A funeral procession was coming out as he approached the village gate. The young man who had died was a widow's only son, and a large crowd from the village was with her. When the Lord saw her, his heart overflowed with compassion. "Don't cry," he said. Then he walked over to the coffin and touched it, and the bearers stopped. Young man, he said, I tell you, get up. Then the dead boy sat up and began to talk, and Jesus gave him back to his mother. Great fear swept the crowd, and they praised God, saying, A mighty prophet has arisen among us, and God has visited his people today. And the news about Jesus spread throughout Judea and the surrounding countryside. The disciples of John the Baptist told John about everything Jesus was doing. So John called for two of his disciples, and he sent them to the Lord to ask him, Are you the Messiah we've been expecting, or should we keep looking for someone else? John's two disciples found Jesus and said, John the Baptist sent us to ask, Are you the Messiah we've been expecting, or should we keep looking for someone else? Well, at that very time, Jesus cured many people of their diseases, illnesses, and evil spirits, and he restored sight to many who were blind. Then he told John's disciples, Go back to John and tell him what you have seen and heard. The blind see, the lame walk, and those with leprosy are cured. The deaf hear, and the dead are raised to life, and the good news is being preached to the poor. And he added, God blesses those who do not fall away because of me. Boy, what a powerful passage of Scripture. Now, let me point out something real quick before I jump into the main idea. I love the fact that when Jesus sees this widow whose son has died, it says he's moved with compassion. I love that. And I want to say this loud and clear. When we suffer, God is moved with compassion. He cares deeply about our pain, our trials, our loss, our grief, all of our suffering. He's moved with compassion. He cares. So many people wonder, does God care? Does God see me? Why isn't God doing something? In fact, that's how John the Baptist Felt. Now, here's something that's so encouraging. Jesus said about John the Baptist that he was the greatest man ever born of a woman. And yet he's in prison because of what he had been preaching. He will soon die in prison, he'll be beheaded and he's struggling. He doesn't understand why Jesus is going around and raising the dead and healing the sick and doing all these great things, and he's letting John rot away in prison. You ever felt that way? You ever wonder why God didn't step into your situation and fix your suffering, heal your sickness, save your loved one? You ever struggled with those questions? Well, listen, you're in good company. Even John the Baptist is struggling with that question. And we really don't have time today to answer this question completely. There's been thousands of books through the years written about the problem of evil. But I do want to give you some thoughts that might help you as you're thinking about this issue. Number one, I want to say loud and clear, what we're talking about today is mysterious. The truth is, I don't really have all the answers, and there's a lot that I don't understand. But what I want to do is hang on to what I do know. God loves us. He is compassionate about our suffering and He is working in all things for our good. And we win in the end that all of our suffering is temporary. And our suffering, no matter what we go through, it does not compare to what God has in store for us, what He has prepared for His saints. If you're not sure about that, go read Revelation 21 and 22 and look at what God is preparing for us. So there is a mystery, but I'm hanging on to what I know. That God is good, that he's compassionate, that he's generous, that he's at work when I can't see it and don't understand it, and that my suffering is temporary, that I'm going to win, my victory is assured, and what God has prepared for me is so much greater than anything I have to surrender, give up, sacrifice, or lose here in this world. Secondly, we live in a fallen world. It was God who created a perfect creation and man who brought sin and death and disease and pain and suffering into God's good creation. The truth is, we did that. God gave us free will. God gave us the freedom to choose, and he still gives us this choice today. Will we follow him or will we reject him? And our sinfulness, our independence, our greed, our violence has brought so much pain and suffering into God's good creation. So I just think we have to acknowledge that and take responsibility for our part in the pain and suffering that we all experience. Here's another thing that I think is true. Because we are fallen because all of us are born with a sin nature, because we're born self-centered, independent, selfish, because that's true, the only thing that pushes us into Jesus is our suffering. I've never met anybody who can give me an honest testimony of how success made them more spiritual. The truth is, it's our suffering that pushes us into Jesus and deepens our faith, builds our character, helps us to reorient our priorities, puts Jesus back in the center of our life, and it changes everything. Our suffering does that. So God refuses to override our freedom, but he works through our sinfulness and our suffering in order to draw us near to his heart so that he can bring healing and transformation from the inside out. And God works in my suffering sometimes directly. In other words, when I suffer personally, and it creates in me a desperation for Jesus. And as I press into Jesus, He's doing this work in my heart and changing me from the inside out. God is working directly through my suffering to change me. But sometimes God works indirectly through the suffering in my world, to change me. Because when I look at my world and I see the pain and the suffering, then God is stirring in me a desire to make a difference. And once again, this desire to make a positive impact on a hurting world becomes motivation to live in dependence on God and experiencing His power and grace and resource flowing through me to a hurting world. I love that. But then finally, I want to just say this. When you read this story and you put yourself in the shoes of John the Baptist, so many people have found themselves. I have found myself. I believe you have found yourself in this position Where you see God doing good things in other places, but you can't understand why God isn't doing what you need, isn't coming to your rescue in this moment. And I think once again, in those moments, and I think you'll probably have several of these kinds of moments throughout the course of your life, and it's in those moments that we have to trust in the character, in the wisdom, in the sovereignty of God. We have to rest there. We have to realize we're not always going to understand. There are some things in life that we will not figure out until we reach the other side and Jesus can explain it for us. I'm just convinced one day we will see the wisdom, the glory, the beauty of all that God has done throughout history. Look what Jesus says in verse 23. He says, how blessed are those who do not fall away on account of me. In other words, we're blessed when we hang on to Jesus, when we do not lose faith in the midst of our suffering, in the midst of our questions, in the midst of our fear and uncertainty. If we hang on, Jesus promises, we'll be blessed. Well, if you're going through a difficult time right now, I hope that that gives you some comfort. God is at work. God works in all things for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. Romans 8, 28. What a great verse. What an encouraging word for all of us. God is at work even when we can't see. Jesus, we pray today that you would help us to trust you in every situation to live with gratitude and thanksgiving for who you are and what you're doing, even when we can't see. God, I pray for comfort and encouragement and strength for those who are going through a difficult time right now. God, I'm thankful that this story demonstrates your compassion, your heart, the emotion that you feel when you see us in pain. It's so encouraging to know that you care, that you are present, that you see me in my suffering. God, I pray that you would use our suffering to push us into Jesus, to deepen our faith, to strengthen our character, to set us free from our past, from our pain, our addictions, our idolatry. God, that we could live a life of freedom and glory and power and strength. Lord, work in our pain that way. God, I pray that you would help us as you comfort us to offer that comfort to others. Lord, we live in a world where people all over the world are suffering in so many ways. God, allow their suffering to inspire and motivate us to press into you and to fight for their healing and peace and to love and to bless them. So God, we trust you. Even when we don't understand, even when we can't see, we know that you are good. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, thanks again for being with me today. Remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We'll see you again tomorrow.